Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Caitlin Stancil. And I'm Madeline Green. Joining us for this week's real life haunt is Samantha Moore. Hello. Welcome, Samantha. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll try to keep my kitten out of the camera. (laughs) I've got one over here, too. Don't worry. (laughs) They just love the keyboard. It's like they're attracted to it or something. Um, Tell us a little about yourself, Samantha. Um, well, I live in Greenville, South Carolina. I've spent most of my life in the upstate. I've moved um, between North and South Carolina, but this has been most of my home my home area. Uh, I grew up in Woodruff. Um, I got into the paranormal um, at a young age. My, my grandma lived in the old country of Woodruff, and she always had stories to tell me growing up. And my mom, she's from Mexico, so I always heard stories from her end, and my cousins were always telling stories at sleepovers just to see who could tell the scariest ghost story, and then none of us ever went to sleep, so that's, that's <laughs> kind of where I got my start, and it stuck from there. Oh, that's awesome. You know, these stories aren't just, I guess, fairy tales or something you tell to scare each other to sleep over. You kind of have a couple of real-life experiences as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Throughout my younger life, I, I was always kind of connected. I felt connected to energies, but I couldn't really explain it. So I was like, you know, it's probably just my imagination because I was little and I never really wanted to talk about it too much with my parents because you know, I thought they'd make fun of me. I thought my older sister would make fun of me. But then I started kind of opening up to my grandma a little bit more. And, you know, she was like, well, there's some people who have that connection with energies more than other people do. And you just might be one of those people and don't think that it's just something stupid. So like, I would always talk to her about these things. Aren't grandmas just so wise? I feel like they always (laughs) know the right thing to say when you come to them with something like this. She was the best. Uh, She was a very um, devout Christian woman, but she was always very into to my interest in the paranormal so she was always taking me out to get books at the library about ghosts, UFOs, Loch Ness monsters. She was cutting articles out so she was great. She was a big supporter of what I liked, what I believed in. The stories I'm going to tell you today, though, it, it kind of happened in between 2014 to 2000 and 2016 when I was living in my mom's house. Um, she bought this house in 2012. I lived there um, up until 2014 and moved out for about a year and then came back. But before, before I had moved out, everything in that house, you know, it, it seemed kind of normal. It was kind of calm. It, little things here and there would happen, but you just kind of like write it off as, oh, it's, you know, just old creeks in the house or, you know, just something going on with the house. And you never really thought about it. When I moved out, my mom, she, she would call me and tell me about weird things happening because she'd be there alone at night a lot until her husband got home from work. Um, and she'd be like, you know, I'm hearing this stuff in the house and I just kind of want to talk to you on the phone until he gets home just because she said, she said, it's been a long day and I just don't really want to be sitting here by myself. So we talk on the phone about Christmas of 2014 she called me and she said you know I'm gonna send you this weird picture that I got by by the mantle she had like a manger scene set up for Christmas and had a party at the house and she had posted a picture on Facebook and her friend called her the next day and she was like El Muerte is in your in your photo which El Muerte to them is like the the Grim Reaper Mm. so she sends me this photo and she's like you got to zoom in on it a little bit because you can't really see it at first she didn't see it when she took it so I zoom in on it and you see this kind of cloaked black shadowy figure 
standing beside the manger scene. So I was like, well, you know, that's not good. The next day she ended up calling her, her priest. She, she goes to a Catholic church and he came and blessed the house. Um, she said that everything was calm for a while and then she started getting more activity. She said she would hear, hear footsteps behind her. She had one day where she was getting ready for work and she was gonna leave the house. And she said she just heard like a, a, a sigh behind her neck and she heard, felt like a cold air go down her neck. And she said she just, she didn't even want to turn around. She just grabbed her keys off the table and scooted towards the door until she could run out the front door. She was so scared. She, she was um, headed to work. She said, I didn't even have to be there for another hour, but I, I left early because I just couldn't stay in the house. You know, I feel like seeing something almost scarier than experiencing like that chill that she had, that kind of cool breeze and, and hearing the sigh. And like you said, she didn't want to turn around. Yeah. And she, you know, she's grown up, she's grown up telling me stories like that um, from Mexico where she'd see weird things, feel weird things, but like something about the house, I guess, because she was living in it was just even closer to home for her. It just it scared her even more than the experiences she even had as a child. Right. Was this an older house? It was actually, I think it was renovated. It was like a double wide, but okay. they, they had built it with like bricks and stuff underneath it. It was out in Fountain Inn in South Carolina. So, mm. I mean, it's real close by to where I am still. She said that they, they had fixed up the house and, you know, there's, there's no really weird history behind it. She called the owners to ask, you know, if anything had ever happened there and nothing they were aware of. So we have no idea to this day, you know, what would have caused it. The first oh. thing I jumped to is like, is it an old house? <laughs> like this house that I live in right now, it's old. And, you know, I'm like, well, I hope there's nothing in this house, but I've lived here for five years now and not had a single thing happen. So I'm like, thank, thank goodness after living in that house, nothing's right, going on right. here. One of the, the times I went over to her house while I was moved out of her house, I went over there with my boyfriend at the time. We were, we were staying there to go somewhere the next day with my mom. We were up late playing video games and he had gotten up, but I didn't see him because I was focused on the game. And I thought I saw him out of the corner of my eye to the right, which to the right was like a den in the kitchen. So I heard footsteps going to the kitchen and I asked him if he could get me a drink from the refrigerator. And about that time, I heard somebody come out to my left and I looked over my shoulder and he was to the left. Oh gosh! So I, I kind of sat there for a minute. And I was like, hold on a second. I had to go to the kitchen. And I came back and I was like, well, you know, something weird just happened to me. I think it's it's time to go to bed. So I told him what had happened. And he said the same thing actually happened to him earlier when I had gone to the bathroom. But he knew that I was in the bathroom. But he said he caught something out of the corner of his eye. And he just he didn't say anything about it because he didn't want to freak me out. So in 2015, um, I moved back into this house. And that's when I started getting more and more of the, the paranormal experience myself. And I would often sage my room because that felt like the only safe space in my house. I would be, I wanted to clear the energy. I just, I had to have one spot that I could stay in because I would be there alone a lot. My mom worked late. My uncle also had moved in by that time and he would work late. My stepdad would work late and my younger brother would always be with my mom because she owned her own business. One night I was um, at the house and I was actually waiting for them to get home and I, I had heard my uncle talking on the phone. So I was like, oh, you know, great. Somebody, somebody's here. I can go out to the living room and not be afraid to be here anymore. <laughs> so I went out to go talk to him and I didn't see him in the living room. So the way our house was set up, we had this, it almost looked like a pantry. But when you open the, the doors, 
it was actually the laundry room. So I went to the laundry room to see if he was in there and he wasn't in there. Went to the den in the kitchen and he wasn't in there. So I was like, well, this does not bode well. <laughs> Go look out the window and the only car in the driveway was my car. So of course I ran back to the room and I stayed in there the rest of the night and didn't come back out for anybody. So the next morning I was having coffee with my mom and I start telling her about what had happened to me the night before. She looked like she had been horrified by that story. And she was like, well, a few weeks ago, I actually had a similar experience where I was alone at the house. I knew you were at work and her husband was at work. And I, I don't know where my brother was, but he wasn't there. She said she went to talk to her brother by his door. She knocked on his door and had a full conversation with him. So at one point in the conversation, she asked him if she could come into the room. And he said, yes. She opened the door and he wasn't in the room. <gasps> Shut <laughs> up. Wow. No, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. So my mom has hearing problems. So she's like, well, maybe he wasn't talking to me through the door the whole time. Maybe I just misheard something. So she goes and she looks around the whole house and there's no sign of him. So by that time, she starts getting chills up her arms and she's like, well, I'm going to check out the window and make sure his car is here. So, of course, she checks out the window and her car is the only one in the driveway. And she's like, well, I'm out of here. And she she ran out the door. Other things that would have happened in the house. Um, toys would go off that had no reason to go off. My brother actually had this Transformers car. And I had heard it going off one day. And I thought, you know, maybe the batteries were going dead or maybe it was motion censored and like the wind went by it or something. So when he got home later, I was like, you know, show me how to activate this car. And like, there was a series of switches you had to even use to activate the car. So this thing was going off, the switches were off. Wow. Um, we had this motion censored Christmas ball that my mom set on the table and I would be home alone and I'd hear that, that ball constantly going off. It was crazy. I think it's <laughs> weird when the toys go off. It's almost like they're playing with it and they know that you're gonna hear that yeah we we would hear um one night we sat around and we were kind of just sharing experiences about the house because we were like you know this is still happening this is happening and my stepdad and my uncle finally sat around and told their stories one night and we all kind of compared and we all actually had heard kids in the house mm. when there was no kids present in the house like my brother would be gone and you would hear laughing and playing and we're still not sure what it was. I'm not sure if it was actually a kid after, you know, my mom saying she saw that black entity in the house. Um, my uncle, he had been home alone one night because my mom was out in Charlotte. And this is after I had moved away. My, my stepdad had to drop her off at the airport. So he hears the door open one night and heard her bedroom door open and close. He thought it was my stepdad coming home. And the next morning he was coming out of his room as my stepdad was coming through the front door. So he had asked him, you know, were you here last night? And he was like, no, I just got home from Charlotte. So they thought maybe I had come home for something to pick something up that I'd left at the house. And my mom actually called me the next day, tell me what had happened. And I told her I hadn't been there. So I always want to rationalize things and, you know, why that house, why that area, especially to have so much different activity, maybe like children. And then you have this, you know, dark entity kind of thing. And like, you know, wh why? It gives so much like validity to all your experiences too, because all of you guys kind of had, you know, very similar interactions with whatever it was. I mean, I feel like that says a lot about what you're experiencing and that it was real. My younger brother, and this is what I think got us the most. He was only 
think four at the time. He said that he had gone to the bathroom and he saw his dad sitting in this big tub that they had in their bathroom. But um, then his dad came through the front door and he went back to the bathroom. And of course, there's nothing there. And, you know, four-year-old, you think it could be his imagination, but after all the stuff that's been happening to us in the house, you got to validate it. Right, right. How long were you guys in this house? My mom lived there from 2012 to the middle of 2019. Oh my gosh. So even with all of this, y'all were there, or she was, like for a very long time. I was there um, from 2012 to 2016, minus the one year that I was gone in my own apartment. And I was glad after I got out of there, (laughs) um, when I finally moved out, moved here to this house in Greenville that I'm in. I don't have any nights where I feel uneasy to stay by myself. And Matt works second shift. So, you know, I'm here by myself a lot at night and I, you know, I sleep easy. I'm fine. And my mom, I was so glad when she finally moved out. We talk about it sometimes still. And she said that the tenants that live there now, she, she rents it out to them. She knows them very well, but they haven't shared any stories with her or anything. Um, but neither one of us would ever go back to that house. I had a friend who, who asked when the house was empty, if we could go and set up cameras. And I was like, no, I've had enough. <laughs> You're like, I've, I've captured all I need just in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to see it. I was like, if it's there, um, I've heard it. I don't, I don't really want to see what's happening in there. <laughs> so have any of y'all had experiences outside of that house? Or you just think it was really that house that was kind of fueling it all? Well, I know my mom and I have had experiences outside that house. Um, my, my stepdad, he'll talk about certain things in Mexico. In Mexico, they've got, they're big believers in, in witches, satanic witches, and they'll talk about how you can see like orbs flying across the moon. And he said that he's seen that, which, you know, I've, I've only been to Mexico a couple of times. I haven't seen any of that. Don't want to see any of that. Um, <laughs> my mom often told stories about uh, seeing like women in white dresses with black hair walking down the street, which is also a big thing in Mexico. Because, um, you know, the La Llorona. The legend had it, she she drowned her kids after her husband cheated on her. And so she goes looking for other people's kids to, mm. to take with her to the afterlife. Oh, gosh. Um, she told me a story one time that she was walking down the street with her mother and they felt this cold just come down the street. And she said that her mom told her to cover her face, kind of looked out of the corner of her eye. She could kind of see a woman in a white dress with really long black hair passing by them. She said it was just like freezing cold until the woman passed by and then it went back to normal temperature. And this was on a summer night. Do you think, you know, with all of this kind of association with Mexico, you know, I'm just thinking of like Native Americans, like we've heard stories where like dream catchers can kind of like hold on to spirits, anything like that you guys might've associated with what was happening? Not that we know of. That's something I might have to go back and ask her about now that she might have any like distinct ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's got like a bunch of Aztec looking items in the house that she's brought back from Mexico, but none of them seem to have any kind of weird energies to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's weird that we could have all that energy going on, but the tenants after us didn't. So is it something specific to us? Was it something right. specific to her? Well, they believe in witches. So sometimes they're like, did somebody put a curse on the house? But I don't know about that either. <laughs> And it's kind of interesting, too, to hear that whatever it was, that entity, it seemed to want to mimic you all in a sense, you know, like it it sounded like your brother that one time and then the ghost in the bathtub was like, 
your dad is that who you said was in yeah, the my bathtub? stepdad your stepdad mm-hmm. I mean that I find I find that kind of interesting yeah you know when you guys are playing the uh, video games that one time and like one of you left and then it was like oh hey here I am <laughs> And it's crazy. I was like, why couldn't this happen when both of us are sitting in the room at the same time? So we can right. be like, hey, you saw that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is about your family that made you guys more sensitive to all of this? To just be being very, very open-minded. Um, I know I've always been pretty open-minded to stuff. My grandma's always been open-minded. You know, it's it's really hard to tell what, what it could be. You know, it's on both sides, from my dad's side and my mom's side. She was always kind of very open to these kind of things. Her her dad would tell a story about, like, banshees and things in the woods that he used to hear and see. And I think being open-minded goes a long way when it comes to experiences like that. And even just, like, considering that it might be real, you know? Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'd love to be back sometime if I can think of more stories to tell you. Yeah, please for sure. definitely keep us updated. Let us know if anything comes back, maybe to hopefully not. <laughs> but- <laughs> hopefully not. I won't be going back in there to see, but. <laughs> well, we have loved having Samantha on and hearing all of her experiences in this spooky old house. And we want to hear from you as well. Yeah, I definitely loved her stories. I think knowing that, you know, her roots are deep in Mexico. I feel like something is connected there. I don't know if I'm reaching, but that's what I feel. So, yeah, we loved having her on the show. She she reached out to us through email and we would love for you guys to do that as well. If you have a story or email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com. And make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram and go follow us on TikTok. I put some of our real life haunts on there and it seems like you guys like those. So definitely go follow us on TikTok and until next time, unrest unrest in in peace. peace.